0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello, 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 our members in maintenance. How are you? Happy Monday. My goodness, I feel like I haven't been here in a while, but I think it was because it was a long weekend last Monday. So I missed y'all. I missed y'all. I'm rolling in a little late today because I've just been recording podcasts. I got kind of got caught up in that, but I'm here. Hi, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. So I've got some of the questions that some of you are asking. Um, do you guys like the new method of posting the poster on Sundays? So you guys can add your questions to it that we can discuss here on Mondays. So I'm going to start. I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to start with this one today by Anne. Good morning. I just listened to Friday's conversation with Dr. Paul and Gina. Wow. Did it ever resonate with me? That question, am I happy? So if you missed it, Dr. Paul joined us on Friday. And that is available as our podcast. If you are listening to this podcast, you have access to that podcast. Or if you're watching in our live group uh, right now, he joined us live on Friday. And it was interesting because it was about aging that ended with this conversation of happiness, because some of the people that live the longest in the world are the happiest in the world. So we pose the question, am I happy? That question, am I happy, kept coming up every day, especially throughout the weight loss sessions. When tracking in the app, I had to click on the feeling icons. Ooh, I love this. I could never spontaneously click happy without pausing and evaluating and trying to define happiness. Well, first of all, I think when it comes to those uh, icons that we have in the app where you can set your intentions, end of day reflections and sort of track your mood and how you're feeling, we need to expand on those (laughs) because I think there's a lot of emotions and those few emojis that we have there, um, I think we need to expand on those. I could never spontaneously click happy without pausing and evaluating and trying to define happiness. Dr. Paul opened the pathway to explore my understanding of happiness and connect it to my life. A work in progress here as I approach my 72nd year in the next two months. I feel this. First of all, hi, um, I feel this. I feel this because when I was talking to Dr. Paul, I had a moment where I was telling him that, and I actually talked a little bit about this on the, the live in the weight loss group this morning where um, friends of mine were having a conversation and you know someone was expressing that they just weren't happy and they were they were in a great marriage and they had a house and they had a great job but they they weren't happy and they couldn't tell why and that sort of led to this conversation well what is happiness how do you define happiness right what does happiness mean to you just are you in a constant state of happiness or is it con- state of content like i feel like i'm in a state of content but i don't know that i'm happy because your happiness comes it goes uh, it was a really interesting conversation again one that started around aging um that you know ended in this kind of you know deep conversation about are you happy and you know we also talked about sort of creating your best life so now that you ha- like for example now that you're in maintenance and you're no longer striving after reaching like you're not no longer going for a weight loss goal what are you showing up for what do you why are you doing the things that you, what's your motivator right and is it just to be healthy now is it to be able to maintain your weight but maintain your weight for what right like the way you've gone about losing your weight you're going to be able to maintain your weight It's so obviously just being mindful and stuff you're going to be able to do that but what happens a lot is that you know we get people who are maintaining their weight just fine, but they don't feel as good as they felt when they were trying to lose their weight. And because while they were trying to lose their weight, they were doing all of these things like maximizing, for example. Right. Focusing on their stress and get trying to get better sleep and moving their body more all for the sake of of trying to lose weight. And now that you're no longer need to lose weight, you're not maybe not as diligent about doing those things. And also, you know, it can seem like a very selfish process taking the time that you need in order to lose weight, constantly focusing on yourself. So it's really easy to fall back in old habits, start prioritizing other things or other people in front of your own needs because you've reached your goal. So now you're done. So your time focusing on yourself is done. And, you know, so, so maybe you're not feeling as great in maintenance as you were when you were losing weight because you weren't prioritizing yourself. And maybe you're not as happy either because you're no longer prioritizing yourself in a way that you were while you're trying to lose weight, you know, content is good. Hi, Frankie. Content is good. Happy is an emotion like sad, angry, excited. You cannot be happy all of the time. Changing happiness. Yeah, it's elusive content, a peace, content, peaceful, fulfilled those are good places to be yeah so it's about defining that right defining that what is maybe someone's trying to think that they're happy when really they're what they are is content and that's one of the takeaways that i had from that conversation with dr paul is like if you ask me right now if i'm happy i'm not happy but is it because I'm not like doing something joyful that I'm associating happiness with. So am I content? I'm very content in my life, but am I actually, because I'm always in the pursuit of change. Is it ever really enough? <laughs> you know, is it ever really enough? Um, but these are the kinds of things that we're, these are the kinds of things that I think now that you're no longer pursuing that weight loss goal, or heck, even if you're listening and you are pursuing that weight loss goal, there's th- this whole, program and process is really about self-reflection. I talk about how it's a lesson in self-love and keeping your energy directed at yourself, right? And really being aware of what you need over your needs, over your wants and you know, not only what you need to lose your weight in a healthy, sustainable way, not only what you need to order to maintain your weight, but what you really need in your life to live this fulfilled life. When we think of designing the life of our dreams or living our best life, what does that mean? It might not mean being happy every second of the day. It might mean with just loving yourself where you are each day. You know, honoring where you're at, meeting yourself where you're at each day. It doesn't mean that you can't strive to make change. You know, and to your point, it doesn't mean necessarily that you're not happy just. Because because you're not happy in this moment right now right yes you know i was there where you are work is good travel nice home family keep growing and evolving not chasing anything yeah or i love that growing and evolving rather than chasing something cuz i'm all about growing and evolving and so sometimes i think am i not con- am i content i'm con- perfectly content i love my home although I have a lot of kids. I wouldn't mind a bigger home. But then I also know a bigger home comes a lot more work. So I don't know that I necessarily want that. Um, I love my job. I love it. Are there more things that I would like to do? Yeah, there's more things that same in line with the same thing I'm doing, but I'd like to grow and expand on my job. I have an amazing husband. He's amazing. Um, you know, I have a great family, great supportive family. You know, for the most part, everyone in my life is, is, is healthy. I wouldn't say they're happy, but they're healthy and they're alive and they're here. So that's huge. You know, I have a lot of things that a lot of people don't have. And so I'm very content in that. But I do have this underlying desire to make change and, and grow and, you know, evolve and, you know, go for more. Because why not? I have this sort of, you know, well, we're here on this planet. I might as well make the use, make most of it. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. Um, but I thought that conversation with Dr. Paul was really profound because it was based on aging which I think now that you are no longer losing your weight, some of you I know have been maintaining for a while. Now what, right? Like what's the definition of your future? How do you want to see yourself? How do you want to feel? Who do you want to be now? You have room to actually focus on those things because you don't have to get so caught up in the weight loss part of it or even the maintenance part of it, you know, which is really interesting. Uh, The next one is from Cindy. I have determined that I have a greater capacity for quantity of food than most. Okay. The mindfulness of portion control is a true challenge. Okay. So that's the problem right there. Control and moderation have no place in weight loss and have no place in maintenance. So it's all about I mean, your capacity for your quantity of food is all about set point. It's all about what your body has gotten used to and, you know, how tall you are, or how active you are and all of that. So the mindfulness of portion control is a true, true challenge. So you can't, you can't mindful portion control. You can't be mindful. You can't mindfully portion control. They don't work. Mindful is being mindful and in tune. Control is controlling. Controlling, manipulating, right? So that's that's the difference there. I love this question, by the way. I haven't even got to the question. Um, oh my God, there's so much. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. I'm just getting into this. I got to get comfortable. So, I've determined I have a greater capacity for quantity of food than most. What did you, how did you determine that? First of all, because I've never determined that and I've been helping people hands on lose weight for 36 years. I've never determined that someone has the capacity, you know, for more quantity of food than others because it's just a matter of what you're used to and what's relevant to you. And everyone's a little different, right? The mindfulness of portion control is a true challenge is because you're trying to combine mindfulness with portion control and you can't do that. Mindfulness isn't controlling, right? So you can't do that. I love the next sentence. I should probably just read the thing in inter- in its entirety. I've determined that I have a greater capacity for quantity of food than most. The mindfulness of portion control is a true challenge. I could use some external guidelines regarding portion size. I need to know what is a reasonable amount of food to put on my plate at mealtime. I'm mostly bypassing snacks, but when mealtime comes, well, each bite deserves another. Okay. So I, you know, and I do, I don't mean to be. It sounds like you haven't done the program. And I say that because there's, there are people who have lost weight and then they signed up for an M&M group when we had our big sale, because now they want to learn how to maintain their weight. And so if you have never done our program again, I think you need to do the weight loss program, even though you're no longer looking to lose weight. I think you need to do it for the sake of maintenance would be beneficial for you. Now, I know we are kind of talking about these things along the way, but if you've lost your weight because you've, you know, you've done a deprivation diet starved deprived count counted weighing and measured your your weight off then you have a lot of work to do to learn how to be in tune to your body's actual needs and so it's hard for me to talk about this if you just did a deprivation diet because you we're not about portion control it's all about being in tune to your body's needs and we do that through a very systematic method with the living method right can I assume that you have done the program? I can't, I can't, cause you're not here right now. Um, if I'm assuming that you've done the program, you've missed that. And there's a lot of people who do to the program who continue to count and weigh and measure. And because they are following the steps of the program, obviously they're still losing weight. And But the problem is you're really missing out on actually eating in tune to your body's needs. You can't have external guidelines in regarding to portions. They don't make any sense. You can't count and weigh and measure. To figure out what your body needs, I I can't tell you that. Um, your portion sizes, like your hunger levels, change every day. Your body's needs change every day. What you, it's the one egg, three egg rule. So one day you might need three eggs to feel satisfied, and the next day you only feel one egg to feel satisfied. And whether you're losing weight or you're maintaining your weight, it's the same thing. Really, being this is the mindful part of it is being in tune with how how, how hungry am I right now. This goes back to personalizing the plan. Do, I'm like, am I hungry? Do I need to eat right um should i eat could i eat like um i'm hungry yes i need to eat okay um what am i hungry for right so then is it protein is it whatever whatever what are you hungry for and then your portions obviously comes down to how hungry you are how hungry you're not and being in tune to that understanding what makes you feel satisfied and what makes you feel unsatisfied and so there's a whole process to learning that which is why I'm saying if you haven't been through the program before it would definitely be beneficial for you to sign up and do it again if you have been through the program before then don't forget about these basics I need to know what is a reasonable amount of food to put on my plate at mealtime. um I don't know that only you will know and it's not about being reasonable amount of it's not about a reasonable amount of food either um it's about the amounts of food that you need God, I have so many. I'm really thrown by this, you guys. I'm so I have so many questions here, um, because there's no way whoever asked this question has done the program. And I so Odette gave me these notes. I'm gonna be real honest. Odette gave me these notes today, and there's just no way. This person has done the program, a reasonable amount of food to put on my plate, portion control, quantity of foods. Um, I need to know what is a reasonable amount of food to put on my plate. I'm mostly bypassing snacks, but when mealtime comes well, each bite deserves another. You don't want to be bypassing snacks. <laughs> um, I, it's hard. I'm a little bit stumped here because I think it's hard. Well, you know what this is? This is good, actually. I hope everyone who's, who's listening right now and who's here watching me right now, you understand how far you have come and why it is so important that you've lost your weight in the way that you've lost it. I, I think this is like, a I I think this should be a good aha reflective moment for you to realize why it's so hard to maintain and sustain your weight when you do it through a deprivation diet just by eating less exercising more by not being in tune to your body's needs but by not systematically decreasing your set point and allowing plateaus and giving your body time to adjust to the weight that you've lost Um, it's also you know getting in tune like with true mindfulness actually in tune with your body's needs and self-aware rather than trying to control or manipulate the foods that you're eating or control your portions or whatever actually getting in tune asking those four questions that's the benefit of asking those four questions so many times over and over and over again is that becomes second nature. You know, what's a reasonable amount of food on your plate for you just to not even think about the food on your plate. You're just portioning it. You know, at this point in maintenance, you know what's the right portion, what's not like what's too much, what's not enough. That's, That's the thing. It's not, you can't look at your food. You can't, it's not a matter of like how much you have to know how much. You have to know whether by looking at whatever you serve on your plate that it's not enough or it's too much you know so um, so although i've been thrown by this this question today I hope that those of you listening who've been through the living method really have a new appreciation for all the hard work that you've put into the program and the process to get to a place where you are so in tune with when to eat, what to eat, and how much to eat. And isn't that the whole point is that you get to a place, we talk about this all the time, where you just trust when to eat, what to eat, and how much to eat. And that's why I'm suggesting if you've never done the program before, you've lost your weight, this is why going through the program would be so beneficial to you because you need to learn when to eat, what to eat, and how much to eat and that's only something that you can learn. It's not something you can it's not something you can just do because you know I'm giving you external guidelines, right? External guidelines. Uh hi Debbie. Hi Debbie. Oh, hi Debbie. Um totally know how far I've come. As I dished out my yogurt this morning, I totally knew that I'd taken too much because in downsizing a week I would split that amount and that would be enough. Yeah. You just know. You just know, right? Okay, I'm gonna move on to the next uh, that was interesting. Those, I've just you guys have just experienced me working something out in real time. Um, Fern, um, I've been on the program for a year. I'm very happy with my 15 pound lost. Wondering if you have noticed if as we get a bit older, I'm 67. The program is a bit different. No no (laughs) for example is the weight slower to move no and do we have to be more careful when we're on maintenance to not get it back no 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 i wish i honestly i wish this was i know a lot of times people are looking for a different answer i've helped someone who is 92 i've helped someone who is 19. And I wouldn't say it's easier when you are 19 than it is when you are 92. It depends on why your body's feeling you need to store fat. You know, there's issues and associations tied in around foods. There's habits there. There is, you know, um, belief systems, believing that you're worthy, believing, you know, you can do this, believing there's past traumas for people to work through. So it is in a sense that as you get older, your body can be more broken down because you have spent years neglecting, starving, depriving and whatnot. But your body at any age is not looking to store excess fat, more fat than it what it needs. And so your body comp- composition changes because we tend not to be as active in our later years than like, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I was teaching yoga classes, aerobics classes, I was like super active, and I'm not doing that anymore. So I can't you know, obviously it's, it's harder for me right now because I don't have that, not as active. I don't have the same muscle mass. My body is changing. My hormones are changing. Um, but you see all sorts of, you know, you see all sorts of people who are older, who are in great shape and they're super fit and they, their body composition has changed. Maybe they, you know, their skin isn't as tight and that, you know, the, the effects of age on our wearing body you're able to see, but you know, there are some people that can be more fit at 90 than they were at 19. And so in my experience, I would never look at someone who is older and be like, oh, just so you know, it's gonna be so much harder for you to lose weight. No, not at all. Um, You could take someone who's 30 and have all sorts of health issues. It's harder for them to lose weight than someone who is 80. You know, so and, and age is never in my 36 years of helping people lose weight, age is never factored in. Age is never factored in at all. It's just it's never factored in to me helping people lose weight. So what I do is I ask them how old they are and then I do a health history check. So what is their, what is, what have they been through in their lives? What's their weight story? What's their, you know, when, when, when did they have a weight issue? Was it when they were young? Was when they were older, what happened when they were older before they gained the weight? You know, what diets have you done? How long have you dieted? But in terms of like, um, if it's a, if you get older, is it, like the program's the same because everyone, your body's the same. You're human. You have a body. Um, it's not slower to move because slower to move can be depend on a variety of different factors. Um, you don't have to be more careful when you're on maintenance to not gain it back. You might have to be more, but with that, because age, because of age, right? But you might have to be more careful of not falling back into old habits because you've been alive longer to keep those old habits going <laughs> you know um if you've spent you know where someone might have spent 10 years dieting if you've spent 30 40 years dieting obviously that will have an impact right so it's sort of like your your history your health history would have an impact but not your age i guess that's what makes answering this question tricky it's so it's so individual to is really individual to the person and age is generally never a factor it's sort of your history that is a factor um you know the more years you spent starving depriving yourself obviously you know that's going to have an impact on your body but your age doesn't make it like if you took i'm trying to think of an equation if you took somebody who was like healthy i mean i guess if you were healthy you wouldn't probably need to lose weight if you had if you take someone with a similar like similar i guess health issues or whatever and or someone who doesn't have maybe someone who's older and doesn't have any health issues as opposed to someone younger who doesn't have any health issues and neither one of you been on a diet and then i don't even know how to equate that I don't know how to equate that, but age cannot be used as an excuse for why your weight is moving slower or that you can't lose weight or it's harder for you to maintain. Especially let's talk about maintenance. Let's talk about maintenance. It's it's not any harder for you to maintain your weight, but if you keep falling back into old habits, things that you've done for longer than someone who is younger, then that might mean that you have to try a little bit harder because you've just been used to doing something else for so much longer, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making any sense today. But I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. let I me mean, what are you saying frankie yeah debbie portions i am so much more aware into and if anyone here joined the week the this group and lost weight another way echo Gina's advice highly recommend another round of the program yeah so much health and nutrition advice here yeah for sure um i have another one i love all these questions by the way um when you increase your fitness activities like incorporating weight training should you increase your food intake like protein oh good question or in other words is it normal to be more hungry That your weight stays at the higher end for months been doing weight training until january okay so first of all it's not about more food it's making sure the food choices you are eating are nutrient rich right and the right foods at the right time so whether you are lifting out with weights or being more active or whatever that might be, your hunger levels are still going to fluctuate. Some days you're going to be super hungry, some days not as hungry. And so this is where wherever you are at, um, your portions are always what they feel like and never about what they look like. So let me say that again. So normal, it's, when it comes to portions, they're what they feel like and not about what they look like. So if you have a day that you're hungrier than others, for whatever reason, you want to be in tune to that. Now, if you're if you're really hungry and you're craving carbs and sugar, it could be that you just need to drink more water. It could be that you're sweating more often and so you're more dehydrated and you're still drinking the same amount of water that you drank before and you actually need to drink more water. And so now you're craving carbs and sugar and you're eating more carbs and sugar, thinking that you're hungry when you're just more dehydrated because you've been sweating a lot more right um so when you increase your fitness levels uh, incorporating weight training should you increase your food intake or protein so this So when people talk about making sure that you're getting enough protein in your diet, they really are associating this usually to other diets that you've done where other diets where you are starving and depriving yourself and you are just following a calorie restricted diet and not giving a shit about the nutrient value of your foods, like you're just counting points or whatever you're doing, right? Fish crackers, low fat, this low fat, that low carb, this low carb, that foods that don't really have a high nutrient value in them. So a lot of times this conversation of more protein, more protein, get enough, good enough, get enough is really built on the fact that with traditional diets, people are starving and depriving and not getting enough of anything and making sure that you are getting enough protein. So when you're following the living method, you're having protein at breakfast. That's the focus. You know, you, once you're done losing your weight, you can, unless you're reaping the program to solidifying, which that's going to change the next few weeks, you can add protein to your morning snack. Um, you can, um, if you're personalizing. plan obviously if you're following the program we're not there yet um, but you add protein to your lunch it's not the main focus because you want to make sure you're getting those heavier carbohydrates which you'd want anyway if you're working out but still getting protein in you can have your veg snack add your protein with that if you want we always talked about the benefit of making that nutrient rich and then you know obviously your nuts and seeds are those are you know super high in protein and then your protein is the focus at dinner so with all of that and eating tune into to your body's needs you should be getting more than enough protein in your diet that you shouldn't need unless you're a professional athlete like that's the thing like our bodies are meant to move uh, adding a weight training regime or you know starting a spin class or like you know an hour a day of yoga or not yoga of a hardcore workout you you really shouldn't need to alter what you're eating too much because the body is really meant to move it's just most people are not getting enough protein because they're following calorie restricted diets um so that's one thing so you don't necessarily need to increase your protein intake at all. Um, though you can always add a protein shake. If you're adding protein shake, I wouldn't also do like, I'm not a fan of like adding fruits and adding all this stuff. Like you want to add the extra protein in, get the extra protein in, but you could just do that by way of making sure you're prioritizing proteins in your meals. That's all. Um, and then is it normal to be more hungry, hungrier? Um, you know, it can be, if you're using more energy, you can be hungrier, but that should be satisfied in the moment, right? Like that should be satisfied in the moment. Just like just like before when you weren't losing, like before when you weren't working out, you were eating to feel satisfied, eating enough to feel satisfied. If you're hungry, you ate something, you assessed, am I hungry? Do I need to eat? Should I eat? Have a long period of time has gone by without eating, you know, so it just sort of, there's a lot of factors to that. You might notice that you are, your metabolism is increasing, right? Because you have more muscle mass. So you might be more in tune to your hunger levels changing. So it might feel like you're hungrier, but you should get satisfied, you still be eating to satisfaction, right? And making sure you're get, eating nutrient-rich foods that you're eating to satisfaction. Um, and then with that said, even it's not like you're going to be extra hungry every day. So it should coincide with the days following your workouts. So if you had a hard workout yesterday, you might be extra hungry today. But if you don't work out today, you might not be as, as hungry tomorrow. So just picking up on that. And then the last one is, um, hungrier that your weight stays at the higher end for months. That this, this no. So now, it depends right um we do have that range of weight that 10 pound range for example And there are some times where you stay on the higher range. So is it that you've been working out or is it that you're not getting as much sleep? Is it that maybe your vitamin D levels have dropped? Is it that this is a more stressful time of year for you? Like what's also been happening in the last few months? Because when you're doing resistance training, you are increasing your muscle mass, but not to the point that's going to have your weight up. Not to the point that's going to have your weight up unless you're like really trying to like work really hard to bulk up and put on some size. And that's really hard to do. That's really, really hard to do so so i would i would guess that it's not the fitness activities that's causing your weight to be on the higher end of it it is something else is going on maybe you're not giving yourself enough getting enough sleep and giving your body time to repair and rebuild so your body's in a constant state of you know being damaged and inflamed and retaining water and then if you're not drinking enough water on top of that right your weight can be up and then you feel like you're hungry all the time So that's where you want to, you know, that's where I would look to the sort of maximizing and making sure that you're doing all the other things that you can do to, to, um, you know, I wouldn't say to manage your weight or keep your weight in check, but I wouldn't think that it's your exercise that has your weight on that higher range. I wouldn't think that has anything to do with that. Uh, Hi, Rose. Hi, Gina. Concerned regarding 2.6 pounds of weight gain since February 3rd. Concerned this is fat and cellulite. Have always been able to lose weight due to sugar, salt, water within a day or so. Uh, now weight is persistent, not dropping. Yes, to sleep and stress issues, uh, increase of belly fat help. Ah, uh, I think you're you think you're freaking the fuck out, Rose, for no reason. <laughs> I love you. Um, so once you reach your lowest low, right? You do that by doing all the things you can to try to see that lowest low. I love this question, by the way. Thanks for sharing. Um, so. I don't want to, I don't want to see you freaking out. I don't want you, I want you to feel it's not belly fat. It's not cellulite. It's not any of those things. It's none of that, right? So it's, and it's none of those things. So well, let's try to figure out what it is. I got a lot of questions. So 2.6 pounds since February 3rd. So that's, we're still in February. And it's, so when you see your lowest low, you're, when you're trying to lose weight, you are trying to see your lowest low because you're trying to lose weight, so you're trying to do all the things you can. When we're in maintenance, we tend not to be maximizing, doing all the things that we need to do. Plus, we kind of let in a little bit, maybe more carbs or whatever. And because we're not trying to see our lowest low every day, or at least I hope that's not what you're doing. You're, you're normal to hit a range. It's a it's a range. So your so your set point isn't just one number. It's like for a range about ten pounds. So once you are no longer doing all the things to maximize to reach your lowest low, um, your weight tends to sit about three to five pounds above. And then that can fluctuate for a variety of reasons. So it could be a combination of reasons for you. Um, Yes, to sleep and stress issues. Like, so if you have, if you have, if you're having an extra stressful time right now, you're craving a lot of salty foods, bump up your omega-3. Make sure you check your vitamin D levels, right? Because, you know, the the days are it's in the winter time, your vitamin D levels drop. It could be what's going on there. Um, increase of belly fat, that could be hormones, right? So then you might wanna, I don't know how old you are. Like why so I said I got a lot of questions. So it could be hormones. Um, it could be, you know, your body composition, whether you were, maybe you are doing a lot of weights previously you haven't been working out this time around so this is where i would look to i wouldn't be concerned about it um that this is fat it's probably not because unless you've done some unless you've done something to know that okay this is why i've gained weight chances are it's not real weight gain at the end of the day if it is and you've noticed your body composition changing it could be hormones it could be hormones um, happening because that tends to happen. It could be as you're getting older and you're losing that muscle mass, you need to, you know, maybe doing some resistance training uh, can really help with that. And then your body composition. um, It's just that around that, if you're saying that midsection increased belly fat, that can be, that can be stress and lack of sleep. It could also be digestive issues as well that could be popping up. So you know what I would do? I would go through the maximizing post and just kind of go through the checklist and kind of see if anything kind of seems a little bit off. Uh, Maybe keep a journal for The next little bit in terms of the foods that you're you're choosing and how you're feeling you could also have something some underlying issue that's going on health issue wise so i I told you guys a story uh um i don't know how long you've been in the group but i've told you guys a while back how Last year in November, I was just gaining weight, not feeling great, having all sorts of stomach issues. And it turns out I needed to take a couple courses of antibiotics. And so I was just like, what's going on? What's going on? I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do. And what I needed to do was get my ass to the doctor and take a couple rounds of antibiotics. So sometimes we can have something going on that just kind of feels a little off. If you feel like something is off, I would do a quick check in with your doctor. Um, It could be just the time of year too. Could be your mood seasonal affective disorder, you know, as the days started to get longer and sun comes out, you feel a little bit more pep on your step. You might find like the spring and summer easier time to, to maintain your lower numbers of weight. But I wouldn't be concerned about 2.6 pounds at all. You might feel off though. And maybe this is a situation where if you felt like this for months, where you lost weight, you were doing all the things, you felt amazing. And now that you're not prioritizing and doing all of those things anymore, that you don't feel as great as you felt when you were trying to lose the weight. And this doesn't mean, so this doesn't mean no, you don't need to lose the weight, but maybe you need to pick up some of the things that you were doing while you're trying to lose weight that just made you you feel so much better. You know, it could be a thing. Um, So much information about... Healthy eating and how to get there. I was able to identify how I eat different ways depending on what was going on. Yeah, I love that. That's what it's all about being in tune, getting in tune, all those things. I gotta go, you guys. Um, that was an interesting conversation today. Like I said, I'm here for it. I'm having one of those days, a bit of a weird day, but I love it. I love the conversations. I hope that you've had some aha moments. I hope that it's helped. Hi, Sid. How are you? <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Um, I will see you guys on Wednesday for our Way in Wednesday conversation. Looking forward to it. Uh, have an amazing day, everybody. And if you haven't checked out that Dr. Paul's segment from Friday is a good one. I highly suggest you do. Hi, everyone. Bye, everyone. I will see you next time.